hope you like the new intro, sort of new intro. Uh, truth about the intro is I play that intro on the guitar, but welcome to the Toxic American Podcast. This is episode number 12, if I remember correctly. I am your host, Rudy. Rudy with a permit, at Toxic American on Twitter. Check out the YouTube channel, do all the things. Uh, got a new segment that we're going to debut. I say we, like anyone else works on this thing. Uh, the Royal We. Anyway, I'm going to keep using it. Go to hell if you got a problem with it. <clears throat> so, there'll be a new segment called Rudy Rates It, where I'm going to rate various things. Um, I sent out a topic today on Twitter, or made that announcement today on Twitter asking for topics. I got a few sent to me. I'm going to tackle one of them today, but that'll be towards the end of the show. <clears throat> kind of something fun to close on, hopefully. <clears throat> Excuse me. Need a sip of Miller Lite right quick, apparently. Mm-mm. Whew. Miller Lite's so cold it told you you was adopted on Christmas. Anyway, moving on. Let's get into the show. Let's do this thing. This one might piss off a lot of people. I don't necessarily care. Um, I'm not trying to piss anyone off, but, you know, it's going to happen if you take... Um, when you take hard lines, when you ask hard questions, when you question people on things I've learned, especially when it comes to religion, um, it's not necessarily that I've ever questioned someone's religion or their belief. But the second you start asking questions that get hard and buck up against what they uh, think or maybe they don't know the answer, they tend to get defensive and get angry and get pissed off. And it is what it is. I don't invalidate any religion. I'm not going to talk about religion today. But uh, unfortunately, what I am going to talk about borderlines <clears throat> as religion for some folks for some reason and I don't quite understand it um, maybe it's a uh, tit for tat it's definitely a chicken or the egg scenario I don't know exactly where it came from but it's a question that I can't answer and it's a question that no one else seems to be able to answer and the only ones that have ever answered it typically bring up religion when they answer the question, even though the question is not about religion. So the question is, I would assume most of the people who listen to this podcast are of a right-leaning, politically right-leaning mentality. If I have people who are left-leaning that listen to this podcast, God bless you. Even though I'm not religious, but uh, thank you and keep listening. But those who are right-leaning and those who use the term Republican or conservative or, you know, GOP or anything else, like, what are you conserving at this point? I have never told anyone, and I have never signed the document that said, I am Republican, or a Republican. 
I have voted that way many, many times. I have never told anyone that I am conservative. I have told people that I lean conservative, but I've never actually used that term to describe myself. And there's a, a number of reasons I've never used either of those terms or signed the you know dotted line or, or made the delineation on a voter card of being anything other than independent. One of the main reasons and sticking points for me ever signing and saying that I am Republican and then you know allowing me to vote in the primaries or Democrat for that matter is now I am going to have to toe that company line, if you will. I'm going to have to, when you go into public or whenever you know things get talked about and you say you are Republican, then that creates an image in someone else's mind who you may be talking to or addressing of a platform, of certain things of what you stand for politically, there's going to be at least a short list of, if you're Republican, there's going to be a short list of small government, tax breaks, pro-military, pro-America, and anti-abortion or pro-life. And there's also a religious connotation that goes along with that, or at least used to, um, among other things. I don't remember if I said pro-gun, but that as well. You're basically pro-constitution, but in your the way that you view it, in a conservative way. Now, that traditionally was the way that it kind of went down, and that traditionally would have been 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. That's kind of how people would have perceived you. Now, after the presidency of Donald Trump and some other things, depending on who you're talk to, that talking to, talking with, that connotation has changed quite a bit, most of it unwarranted. But I was thinking, you know, if you talk to someone who is of the left, I'm not saying liberal, I'm saying of the left, you know, staunch Democrat, but of the hard left, the leftist wing of the Democrat party. If you were to tell that person that you're a Republican, they're probably instantly going to say Nazi, you know, any number, Nazi, racist, anti-LGBTQIA+, divided by blah, 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 friggin' blah, they're going to have their own connotation, which is unfounded, completely unfounded. But I sit here and have to think, and I've been thinking of this for a while, ruling out the left. If you're just talking to a liberal we'll just use the traditional thought of a liberal like a bill maher of the world if you will <clears throat> someone that says they're liberal and you don't want to say and i hear this a lot and maybe it's because of the hard left response but i hear a lot of people say that they're not necessarily republican maybe they are but they don't want to use that term so they'll say i am conservative okay well what does that mean what are we conserving if we say that? 
What are you conserving when you say that? Values? Taxes? A different time in America? What is it? I go on the GOP's website to see what their party platform is. I'm not really sure, based on the things you see of different representatives, um, senators, what have you. I, I don't know, based on Ronna McDaniel, who's the head of the RNC, I don't know what her values are. I don't know what the conservative values are. Right now, it appears to be losing by and large in elections. Um, and they appear to be okay with that since Ronna McDaniel was, you know, voted in as the RNC chair yet again. So I go on the website and under our platform, they have their platform. Thought experiment. If you don't know, if you haven't been on the GOP's website, think about, think in your head, what do you think the GOP's platform is? Is it strong military? Is it less taxes? Is it small government? What is it? Now that you've had a few seconds to think about it, I'm going to read you the GOP's platform. Our platform. Republicans believe in liberty, economic prosperity, preserving American values and traditions, and restoring the American dream for every citizen of this great nation. As a party, we support policies that seek to achieve those goals. Our platform is centered on stimulating economic growth for all Americans, protecting constitutionally guaranteed freedoms, ensuring the integrity of our elections, and maintaining our national security. We are working to preserve America's greatness for our children and grandchildren. The Republican Party's legacy, we were originally founded in 1854 for the purpose of ending slavery, compels us to patriotically defend America's values. As the left attempts to destroy what makes America great, the Republican Party is standing in the breach to defend our nation and way of life. And they missed the period at the end of way of life. That's the end. That's it. That's the platform. What did that sound like to you? They didn't mention America's values and traditions. They don't mention what economic prosperity is. They don't mention what liberty is. And they don't mention what restoring the American dream for every citizen means. As a party, we support policies that seek to achieve these goals. Do you? Does that sound conservative to you? It sounded like Donald Trump's people wrote it. That's what it sounded like. And maybe they did. Because Donald Trump has basically taken over the Republican Party. By and large. 
But what about that sounded conservative? What about that is conservative? What are we conserving? What are the values and traditions that we're preserving? GOP, what are the values and, and traditions that you think you're conserving? Mr. or Mrs. Conservative. We have this notion in our head, this, this prevailing wisdom for some reason, that America in the 1950s, that was peak America. Was it? For who? Who was that peak America for? It wasn't for black Americans. There was still Jim Crow. Hardcore Jim Crow. Segregated schools. We still still had World War I veterans who we owed a debt to by the federal government literally owed them money. Was it the 1960s? Was that the best of America? Because by the end of the 1960s, didn't look very good for America. Not here at home. No domestic tranquility here in 1969, from what I can tell. Vietnam War not doing too hot. Big counterculture going on. Hate Ashbury seemed to be at its height in San Francisco. John Kerry up there going turncoat in front of Congress. Can, can anyone explain in the year 2023 what we're conserving? I, I'm, I'm at a loss for what you think you're conserving. Are you conserving the fact that drag queens don't come in and read books to children in public schools? Is that what you're conserving? How did it get to that point? Are you, you're not conserving the fact that kids can't pray in a public school because that's been gone for 20 plus years. What are you conserving? Are you conserving liberty? Economic prosperity? Well, that's gone. So what liberty? You have a government that spies on you constantly. You have a government that constantly looks for ways to make law-abiding citizens felons almost overnight. Is that what you're conserving? Just to look at the platform of the Republican Party that says, Maintaining our national security after it talked about liberty, preserving American values, traditions, and protecting constitutionally guaranteed freedoms. Well, none of those really line up with maintaining our national security because based upon the entities who actually maintain the national security, you have to violate Americans' liberty 
by spying on them. If I don't have a right to privacy, if I don't have the constitutional right to be safe and secure in my persons and papers and all of those things, I don't have liberty. Maintaining our national security. Is that just a CYA for the Bush era policies? Is that what that shit is? Seems like it to me. Small government is not a thing of the GOP anymore because it's not even on their goddamn platform anymore. They're not even lying anymore. At least that's up. Is that what you're conserving? I know when people say that they're conservative, generally they're just not wanting to say they're a part of the modern-day Republican Party, which I totally understand because it's an absolute shit show. Absolute shit show. They can say Ronna McDaniel is the head of the RNC, but it's Trump and it's Trump's people. And it's the best resolution for the continuation of the Republican Party for Trump to not be there. And I know there's a lot of you that don't want to hear that, don't believe that, and probably just went, oh, this motherfucker's crazy. Fuck this guy, this anti-Trump guy. Not anti-Trump. I'm pro-fucking-winning. The odds of Donald Trump winning in 2024 are what they are. Maybe it's 50-50. Maybe it's 51-49 Trump. Maybe it's 51-49 Biden. I don't know what the odds are. He may win in 2024. But that will be the only election that goes the way that you want it to go, Mr. or Mrs. Conservative, because he burns down every thing in his fucking path. And if you don't kiss the ring, it doesn't matter how good of a candidate you might be for senator out of Georgia, he's going to burn you down and put in a punch drunk ex-Georgia running back to run against you. To primary you, which you then win because Trump is popular amongst the GOP hardcore base, but when it comes to actually voting in a widespread election, nobody wants the punch-drunk, concussed ex-running back to represent them. So instead, they overwhelmingly choose the corrupt, fake pastor. That's what Donald Trump gets you. Dr. Oz couldn't beat a fucking brain-dead potato in Pennsylvania. That was Trump's guy. I won't go after some of the others. I like, I think Blake Masters probably has a future. Um, Carrie Lake is uh, something. I don't know what to make of Carrie Lake. She feels very grifty to me. She may not be. I don't know. But she did lose. She did lose. And we lost a majority in the Senate. And although most of us are not going to necessarily side with the GOP platform 
that they have written out here or typed out here. I think we, most of us can agree it's much better to have the GOP in charge than have the Dems in charge. And any sort of buffer or dam that we can put in between President Biden and his current regime of just fools and policy, anything we can put in between him and that, that gets in the way, that runs cover, that runs in the way of it, that's what we need. So can someone tell me, what are you conserving? I mentioned earlier that a lot of times the answer I get to this comes back to religion. And they say, well, we're preserving the Judeo-Christian values of our country. What Judeo-Christian values? Which is it? Which, which ones have they held for so long? You know, Michael Malice has the great quote that conservatism is nothing more than progressivism going the speed limit. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You don't even have to look that far back. Barack Obama in 2008 was running on a platform that included, or excuse me, did not include gay marriage. He didn't start that until 2012 when he knew he was in trouble because all of his policies had failed. Barack Obama in 2008 sounded like a conservative today running for office. And if you're not convinced with Barack Obama, look back at Bill Clinton in 92 or 96. Safe, rare, on abortion. Now I know that Bill Clinton's party has outrun him on policy at this point. They're, they've lost their goddamn minds. But is that what you're conserving? Is a Bill Clinton era policy package now? Is that what you're conserving? Or you still think you're conserving 1950s America? Because I have news for you. Not only was 1950s America not exactly equal for black Americans, it wasn't equal for Hispanic Americans. It wasn't equal for all Americans. And it got delineated up based upon your skin color. But it also wasn't equal for all Americans. Because most of the things that are happening now had already started happening then. They just were microcosms and the information at which things, or at information speed was still very minuscule. You still had to turn in and Walter Cronkite had lied to you. At least you got to choose who your liar was, I guess. <clears throat> you had a couple of choices. And yes, Walter Cronkite was a, a hardcore left-leaning member. Walter Cronkite lied to you or lied to our parents and grandparents the whole time he was there. Is that what you're conserving? Only one guy lying to you? Only one voice 
maybe two voices, maybe three voices on three networks, and they're all saying pretty much the same thing, just in a different affect with a different wig on. Is that what you're trying to conserve? What the hell are you actually trying to conserve? I don't know what the value set is you say you're trying to conserve because real conservatism would be dismantling most of the government agencies. Real conservatism would be getting the hell out of all of the wars we get ourselves into and the foreign influence wars that we're in. That would really be conserving something, like maybe conserve life. If you really want to, quote unquote, be conservative, you have to draw a hard line and you better draw it fucking now. And I mean a hard line in the sand. I don't mean, if you still think that middle ground exists, I've got a bridge that I want to sell you at a really good price. There is no more middle ground. There is no more live and let live. And oh, those guys mean well, they just have a different way of going about it. That's not conserving anything. If you want to just maybe conserve what little freedoms and liberties you have left in this country, you better draw a hard fucking line. And that's the only way you're actually going to quote unquote conserve anything or maybe go back to a better time. You can't go back in time. You can only be in the time at which you exist, and the only thing you can do is try to plan for the time that you're going to exist. And if you're just playing for today, you've already fucking lost, because I guarantee you the side that you hate the most is already playing the long game of five, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years down the road, because if you, want to say that the public school system is a complete and abject failure, which it is. It didn't happen 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or 30 years ago. It happened 100 years ago. And now you have the fruits of that labor, and you have all those seeds that were sown 100 years ago coming to fruition and sprouting up and wreaking havoc. This is not the first generation that's been completely corrupted by the public school system or the college system that exists. This was all by design. You shouldn't even call them public schools. You should call them exactly what they are, government schools, because they teach how to be a proper government subject. They don't teach you how to think. They don't teach you how to live. They don't teach you how to be an adult. They teach you exactly what they want you to act like when you get the hell out of there. They want you to be the perfect government subject. Is that what you're trying to conserve? The public school system of your? What your? I went to a very small public school in rural America, and I can remember some stuff that happened that I was like, wait a minute, what? And then later on, when I got older, 10, 20 years later, going, wait. They, huh? I can only imagine how bad things have gotten. Now you have teachers, not necessarily in the school system I went to, but not far away in major cities of Oklahoma, who dress in drag and post pictures of it. I've seen on libs of TikTok on Twitter, teachers from Oklahoma, current teachers, talking about the queering of the kids, the transing of the kids, 
and how they can come to them and they will affirm them without telling their parents. Oklahoma is one of the reddest states in the United States. I don't know that any, any county in this state has gone blue for a presidential candidate since 2008, Barack Obama's first run. He still didn't win the state. But we don't, I don't believe we've had one single county go blue for a Democrat president nominee in, what's that, over a decade? Think about that. This is about as red as it gets. This is a red, red, red state. And that shit's happening here. The pool is completely tainted that you're pulling teachers from. Is that what we're conserving? Is that what you're trying to conserve? Are you trying to conserve a corrupt system in which the government issues the money called student loans so you can go to a liberal college in which your indoctrination continues only at a higher level and now they weaponize you into Marxism and other crazy ideas? Is that what you're conserving? Can someone please at me on the Twitter or the X and tell me what you're actually conserving? Because I don't see it. You have so many companies that donate to organizations that hate your fucking guts and you're probably sitting in their product right now or you're using their product right now or you're dining at their product right now. Or maybe you're watching their product on TV, on a cable system, or a platform that also donated to those institutions, organizations that also hate your guts. Is that what you're conserving? I don't get it. I don't understand. Someone please tell me what you're actually conserving. Even religions in this country have become quote-unquote woke from what I understand. What are you conserving again? Or are you just going to that same progressive place a little bit slower than the progressives? You guys fucking crazy in the best way possible. But today's topic is going to be Mexican dishes, more importantly, Tex-Mex dishes, and I'm going to rank them in a one to five. But before I actually rank the dishes, we have to rank the meats that get used, okay? So you get a little bonus, Rudy rates it. Now, the best meat, period, is steak. Number two is gonna be pork. Three will be fish. And dead last is chicken. Chicken tastes like chicken, everyone. You have a light or a dark version, but that's pretty much it. If you're still listening, here we go. So number five, this is gonna be out of five. The fifth best Tex-Mex thing that you can order are tacos. All tacos are good. You want a steak taco, obviously. That would be the best. But fish tacos are fucking fantastic. Tabasco, maybe a little, uh, 
I don't know what that cabbage shit they put on there is actually called, but that stuff's pretty good if you get a good one, a coleslaw, I guess. Look, listen. If you're going to do Tex-Mex, you can't just call it coleslaw. you got to give it a name. Let's just start there. Maybe chimichurri or some bullshit. I don't know, but they're good. Tacos are fantastic. They're universal. They're easy to eat. You can get the crunchy shell if you want. You can get the soft one. You can get the street version. You can get the big version. Do whatever. Tacos are universal. They're fantastic. Meat, cheese, onion, maybe a little lettuce, a little tomato, however you want to do it. Got to have some Cholula on that bastard, but they are fantastic. Number four is nachos. Why are nachos above tacos? Well, because nachos are better than tacos, dipshits. Nachos are awesome. They uh, travel fairly well. They are hearty. You just put down some chips, pile on all the stuff on top, get some beans in there, get some steak on there, get all the things, maybe a little pork and a little steak. Hell, maybe even get a little shrimp on there. Do whatever. But get it going. I prefer shredded cheese. Some of you like squeezed cheese. You all are weird. Uh, that's a whole nother topic of how craft uh, is better than Velveeta and macaroni cheese game. But it is what it is. But nachos are fucking fantastic. And contrary to popular belief, you can reheat nachos. They're just not as good. They're also fantastic if you're drunk or hung over. They can cure a hangover. They can't cure your drunk ass, but they can cure your hangover. Number three would be the burrito. Why? Because you can get a breakfast one that's fantastic, or you can get a lunch or a dinner version. You can get one that weighs about 85 pounds. You can get one that weighs like nothing, that's handheld. You can get beans in there. You know, get the refried beans, or you can get a steak, pork, Get that dude all up in there. Get a monster one. I mean, Chipotle's made an entire franchise out of making bomb-ass burritos. Add some guac in there. Hell yes, I'll pay the $250 or whatever it costs. I'm going to need the rice. I'm going to need it all. But just, you know what? I have this plate of food with this, this awesome seasoned meat, some cilantro, some onion. I got the refried beans. I've got the rice over here on this plate. But I don't need the plate. Just slap all that shit in a fucking tortilla, wrap it up, and I'll just walk out of here, okay? Great. Don't judge. Number two best thing is the fajitas. Why is it fajitas? Because they serve them on that sizzling damn griddle, and us white folks go fucking nuts for it. We all just look like, oh, wow, I should have got the fajitas. Hey, hey, is it too late? Mamacita! Is it too late to get the fajitas? And then she acts like she doesn't speak English and walks away. But fajitas are great because you just get all the meat with the bell pepper, with the onion thrown on that griddle, just sizzling up. Here it comes to you and you feel like a goddamn king because they just keep bringing plates of stuff, piling it around you. The booth next to you is looking at you like, damn, this motherfucker hungry as fuck. And they're like, oh, wait, that's probably for the whole table. And then you start rearranging it around yourself and putting like a, a chip barrier between you and the other people at your table, like lines of delineation. This is mine. Can't nobody have none. F y'all. And you feel like a king because you are a goddamn king because you got the second best thing you can get at a Mexican restaurant. Fajitas, man. And they are scrum diddly umptious. 
pile everything. You're piling too much shit on that tortilla like we all do. It's just falling off onto that damn griddle. Oh, get fucking hungry, man. Anyway, I try to stop cursing as much. That's a lie. But I'll try. I didn't say I would. I said I'll try. Number one, with a bullet, the best one, and this is going to surprise a lot of people on the Twitter, but the number one, with a bullet, without doubt, never fails you. You can get it any certain number of ways, and they make it special every time, and it looks like a goddamn salad when you get it. That's how you know it's made right, and that is enchiladas. Boom. Best in the world. Pile all that shit on top, do the guac salad, do the pico, do the sour cream, put it all on top of my enchiladas that are generally filled with some seasoned, amazing pork or cheese or beef and steak or one of each. Pile it high because this motherfucker is going down. And it's going down quick and I ain't coming up for air. Yes, I'll take that relleno sauce on it. I'll take the red sauce. I'll take the cheese sauce. You know what? Listen here, man. My newfound hermano. Go back there and mix the cheese sauce and the red sauce together and dump that shit all over it and then cover it up. Smothered and covered ain't just a breakfast thing. It works for Tex-Mex as well. And if you ain't do it, you're fucking missing out. That's it. That's the list. Stay toxic, America. Catch you next time.